My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Britt here. We have another exciting interview ahead of us today. The guest I'm bringing on, Amanda Chen, a professor of entrepreneurship at the George Brown College in Toronto, the founder of Salty Paloma. She is also the host of the Miss Amanda Chen Show. Super excited for today. Thanks so much for jumping on, Amanda. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. How's it going? Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited to be here today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on. We're going to have some great conversation. You know, we'll talk about the wins and what's working with your podcast and business. And we'll talk about, you know, some of the challenges along the way as well. So we'll have some great takeaways and conversation within that alone. But, you know, before we really get started, do you mind just going ahead and telling us a bit of your background, a little bit of your story? You know, how did you get to where you are today? Because I think you're kicking butt and it's absolutely amazing. So I'd love to, you know, share that with the listeners before we really jump in. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm zooming in today in Mexico. I finally made the the permanent move to to live here in Mexico. Woo-hoo! And that was <laughs> yeah, thanks. That was something I never expected. I always thought I would be in Toronto um, making my business. Um, right. I started Salty Paloma about just over six years ago. And originally I just wanted to create a product that I could bring to market in my own way. I come right. from a background of um, digital marketing and content creation. So I never really had the power to create a strategy and totally execute on something that I wanted. Eventually we'd go through all of these different takes and then the client would go for a safer option. So Salty Paloma was really my baby to create something a little bit, a little bit more risky, super niche. It's literally a line of margarita salts and all I did was play with tequila all day. Yeah. So it was (laughs) something I could do for fun, make money out of and, and really target a a specific audience. And, um, from there, that was just the, the stepping stone to creating so many other additional legs to my business where I started to teach cocktail classes. Um, even during the pandemic, I was able to move my cocktail classes to virtual. I was able to teach, um, I was able to deliver cocktail kits, um, so, so now it's, it's become this like huge empire of cocktail related experiences that, that I've, you know, created out of literally just salt. So it's pretty cool how, how it came to be. Absolutely. That is incredible. And I love how unique it is, right? Mm-hmm. Congrats. Congrats on everything you're doing. It's incredible. The leap of faith you took. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really important to share that with the listeners, um, you know, because uh, it's incredible what, you know, a leap of faith can take you to and all the, you know, doors that open and stuff like that. So amazing. So we all know with building a six figure or, or multiple six figure or higher business comes with all, all the wins, but also what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced during this journey? Yeah, I think the, the challenge of hitting the six figure number is thinking like a six figure owner. 
instead of just, oh, this is my side hustle. I'm still working my full-time job. I'm just going to make a couple sales here and there. You have to really visualize yourself in the next run. And now that I'm in Mexico, I've moved my operations from Toronto here. Um, We'll be expanding to the US and Mexico markets. So it's really thinking like, wow, we're an international business now. It's not just, you know, me and my local markets and and my my friends and friends of friends and and the small circuit of of people that are going to support me. It's really um, getting all of that stuff in. And that includes lawyers, that includes taxing, accounting, getting all of your books in order because the plan is ultimately to, to sell out right. Or to go public and, and be able to, um, have your friends and family, you know, be able to buy shares. Right. So it's kind of having this bigger picture thinking and realizing that one sale is not one sale minus your expenses is not the total thing anymore. It's kind of a, a larger situation where your profit margin per unit, especially if we're talking about product sales is not going to be as high as it was because I'm not doing it physically anymore. I'll be having a machine to work with. I'll be having rent to pay. You know, there's just other costs associated where you have to think differently besides like, how much am I going to get for this one thing that I did with my bare hands? So yeah, that's a change. Absolutely. So thinking like you're already there, you're already doing it right. And um, making it happen. I love it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when did you start your podcast? I started my podcast um, almost maybe two two years now. I think it's been about two years. Basically, since the the beginning of the pandemic is really when I started okay. it. So, yeah. Okay. And what intentional actions did you take to you know really get it started and get it going? And I started off with a project. So I think that you know if you did like 365 days of something, then that'll help you continue doing it. So mine was a hundred masked men. I wanted to interview men and masculinity and Mm -hmm. self-worth and and relationships. And so I called it the hundred masked men and it was anonymous interviews with, with men during my travels throughout Mexico. And that was the only consistent thing I had during the pandemic. I was traveling all over the place. My business was everywhere. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew I had to interview two guys a week and, and put those out for 50 weeks. So having um, a closed project like that really helped me focus and keep things consistent for me. Okay. Interesting. And how did you go about finding these uh, people to interview? Did like, did they come to you or did you go looking for them? How did that work? So sometimes I would literally just find somebody off the beach (laughs) and see if they would Mm -hmm. interview with me. Other times I had specific things. So I wanted to seek out um, entrepreneurs or I wanted to seek out young entrepreneurs or I wanted to seek out people um, that might've had legal troubles or um, any any kind of specific things. So I I would seek those out. Sometimes I would go in clubhouse for anyone that's speaking about anything. Um, normally at that time, I was specifically looking for men that would be happy to speak about mental health. Um, so that was, that was a very big space. Um, there was also a variety of different communities in men's mental health that I was able to tap into and get people that wanted to, to share their stories. So, so it was really cool. Like a whole new audience opened up for me in this space of my desire to talk about entrepreneurs and mental health. And then here I saw this whole space in men's mental health that just like nobody was talking about and no one gave space for. Right. Right. Interesting. So how did getting these, uh, do you, I guess my question is, you know, 
with these people coming on for interviews, how has that affected your business? Yeah, it made me realize I had a very specific idea of my interactions with men. It was very competitive as if I needed to be like men versus being myself and just interacting with other men. So I I had like a warped context of what I believed I was supposed to behave as or think of myself as. And then um, conducting these interviews helped me find more similarities than differences. Mm -hmm. Originally, the plan was to to outline all the differences, but we ended up coming more together and on a, on a human front of, Hey, we all have these, these masks that we're wearing. Some of them might be more culturally, society wise, like pressured, um, family wise, like anything, but we're wearing a multitude of different masks. And then we're facing another person that's wearing a mask. So it's like mask versus mask. And how long is it going to take until we finally start shedding those masks and, and trying to, to see each other as we are. Absolutely. Interesting. And how do you go about monetizing your podcast? So I work with some other podcasts and, um, and, and help promote them. So we do cross promotions. Um, I, I do a lot of work together with Salty Paloma to produce, promote my own business. So okay. we would, we would promote, um, new, new brand campaigns that we're working with partners that we're working with. And also, um, we, would get um, funding for for a lot of men's mental health um, spaces, communities. Um, We would also do fundraising for nonprofits as well. So a lot of the the finance for the podcast has been more nonprofit based, which I I really appreciate because it's more of of a lifestyle and um, social causes that matter to me versus more of a like, hi, buy my product or buy someone else's right. product, you know? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think, um, podcasting really has that flexibility in how to monetize in which, uh, markets to monetize with. Yeah, absolutely. It does. What would your biggest focus and desire be this year, um, with your podcast? So, so after I finished the chapter of, of the, of the hundred masked men, I'm now in season five, which is right. all about learning how to live in Mexico um, kind of abroad, taking the risk to to learn more about yourself. So I think there's a lot more opportunity here for for partnerships with lifestyle brands, um, uh, co maybe even co stars. You know, um, coming in to to have like more more long form conversations on, on different okay. topics. So yeah, that's kind of it's, I'm keeping it pretty open at this point. Um, but yeah, I think we've spent so much time learning how to work and we've spent so much time studying other people on how to work better and more efficiently and more productively where we don't have any information on how to live less productively, uh-huh. you know, how to live more authentically and, and unlearn all of these kind of more tactical ways of, of surviving and, and being professional versus just straight up living. Right. Absolutely. And so do you work on all of this basically on your own or do you have any people working with you? Like, have you hired anyone or is this just all you? It is pretty much me. Most of the time Um, I hire editors and um, writers every now and then on like a Mm by project basis, but 
normally it is just me. So I'm, I'm slowly trying to, to let that go. I don't know if that's a control thing or not, but, um, yeah, I think now that I'm in this phase when I'm working with investors and my investors have connections and I don't have to be doing the work all the time. I think I'm slowly adjusting to what that lifestyle looks like now. Absolutely. I hear you. Well, incredible and great job for having all that on your plate and you still managing it on your own. Um, that's hard to do. So that's great that you're, 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 you're rolling with the punches and you're doing amazing. So I'm, that's incredible. So good for you in another country, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it really difficult as well. Right. Sometimes. So based on where you are today, if you were to double or triple, double or triple your profit and revenue, in one year, what would you have to change? Or what would some of the new challenges be? New challenges. I think a lot of the paperwork in setting up in, in multiple countries and selling in, in multiple countries. Right now, I'm really focused on North America. So if I was going to double, we would be in Europe, Asia, um, other markets. So that would mean Grow new globally. partnerships. Yeah, new partnerships with those markets. Um, I am trying to work on a new product here in Mexico. I'm I'm trying to create a non-alcoholic mezcal. So, so the cool thing about that is it's super trendy. Um, and I'd be able to hopefully create um partnerships at bars and restaurants in in like the UK and Australia. Those are the dominant spaces in non-elk, uh, surprisingly, because they're the, the the biggest drinkers, I guess. Right. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So I think finding those new partnerships. And that involves quite a bit of travel, um, a lot of trust in my own judgment of people uh, mm-hmm. and finding those those relationships, finding additional investors. So so yeah, those are some some new steps that I, I haven't taken yet, um, but but I'm excited to. I think North America is the first test run and then I'll be able to, to be more confident to hit the, the other continents afterwards. Amazing. That's interesting. I, I love that you're, you know, planning on growing more globally, internationally, like really trying to get out there and stuff. That's, in, that's incredible because um, so many people try, like definitely want to and try, but those who actually go and, you know, put in the work to do it is that really stands out. So great for you. And um, I think you're doing amazing. So what kind of systems and funnels do you use right now? Surprisingly, I haven't done as many systems and funnels as I used to. Um, I used Mm -hmm. to do a lot of SEO. I used to do a lot of Instagram campaigns. I I pretty much slowed down during the pandemic when I was trying to reconfigure what to do. Um, A lot of that was because I lost partnerships. Um, I lost clients like everyone did uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I didn't have the, the means to, to continue with um, promoting because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to fulfill these orders. So right. I've been on the down low and surprisingly people have just found me off Google or whatever's left of, of, of the or funnels that I had established stuff. or referrals. Yeah. So, um, so I think now I'm about to, to get more systematic in things um, where I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think right now we're, we're very like B2B focused. So I yeah. think, um, my, my next term, my next focus would be working with distributors. Um, and, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure how much in, in the B2C sector we're going to be working with yet, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we're, we're, we're back 
kind of opening up to that, that space and like reaching out again, because before I was really just like, Oh no, I'm receiving emails. How do I do this? I have no idea. Right. Right. So yeah, that was a fear for sure. Um, which I think I was really playing small. So, so now it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm set up enough (laughs) that I can kind of make these promises and, and, and sell through and then hope that these distributors uh, work out with me. So, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Well, this is all amazing. I'm so happy that you took out the time out of your day to jump on. It was an absolute pleasure having you on today, Amanda. And if with anyone listening, if they wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way to go about, you know, connecting with you? Yeah, absolutely. You guys can connect with me on Instagram at Miss Amanda Chen. Um, You can find out more information on my website at MissAmandaChen.com. Amazing. Well, thanks again, Amanda. It was, a, like I said, a pleasure having you on today. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast for an interview, just like Miss Amanda Chen, please go to podcastrebels.com and we'd love to have you on as well. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you so much, Amanda. And catch you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.